veganism and vegetarianism is not poor people friendly. Uh, well, speaking as a vegetarian myself, <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, yeah, well, to be honest, I feel like the money that you would spend on buying like meat and like, you know, your bacon, your sausages, pork, I don't know what, what meat people eat, I don't Meat eat people. <laughs> meat people. Um, like, I feel like you'd probably spend less then you know well, i don't know really yeah you'd probably spend less than you know than someone who does eat meat because meat is expensive i'd like, branch it out and say that being healthy isn't poor people friendly you know what that is true true, true. Not, all that unhealthy stuff yeah. yeah why is mcdonald's cheaper mm-hmm. than like subway exactly yeah not that Subway's Although, very Subway's dirty. Don't go there. <laughs> but I, like to, I like crisps, so I buy healthy crisps and they're double the price of a normal packet. Yeah. 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 I, I just true. think... I think I'd do it if it wasn't so pricey. Like, cool, when I'm a famous actor, yeah, I'll just go on a, a sweet, like, Daniel Fast for the rest of my life, yeah? But, like... Not a fast <laughs> <laughs> But... A vegan diet... I hope they could hear that. Yeah, but like, <laughs> it's expensive. Like, I remember doing Daniel fasting. I was like, what the hell? Like, where's my money going? First of all, I don't even know why I'm fasting, which is a whole other story in itself. That needs to be a question. Why do we fast? And do we actually feel like we need to be fasting? Anyways, um, but yeah, like, it's expensive. Mm. My Daniel fast was really hard and I wanted to give up because I couldn't afford it. I guess it depends how you supplement your diet. Like, if you're not True. eating meat, what you're replacing it with, and is that replacement cheaper or more expensive? Like, because I don't eat meat, I eat corn, or I have yeah. I have quite a lot of like things packed with protein, like uh, beans and and mm. chickpeas and lentils. And no, all that corn thing. is more expensive isn't it, than than most meat. I hate I beans see. and lentils yeah. and well, all that stuff. Well. I, I I'm I'm in on that one. I think. I support that one. I'm in on that too, man. I think because I've been a vegetarian for like 10 years, I have the same amount. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, you've got evidence for it as well. To be fair. Great. Little. Yo, I'm Taya. Um, this is Ellen. Hiya. This is... Big G Ryan. We've got Cam on the cab. Yeah. On the cam. And this is JC Lounge. At Cool In It. So, Ryan was on the snacks today. Where are your snacks, I'm bro? Out of my seat. You Wait, are. Here we go, here we go. This ain't my fault. You're a flick. I bet you got my knees clicking on the audio. You'd think you've. I mean, Cameron had a little deal, right? That if this is a good idea, his idea. If it's a bad idea. Brian just made it alive. If it's a bad idea, it's also Cameron's idea. In the spirit of Christmas. Ah! I saw them before and I was like, yay! My mum doesn't even. Ah! I'm just going to literally sit here and eat all of them. Literally. This makes me so You're the only one out. I'm going to say, I'm out. I don't know.
don't buy me an advent calendar anymore. It's No, what are you doing? Emails. Yeah, that, it doesn't have to be fair. Snacks, the, you didn't specify that like, I couldn't get snacks for, oh, for the future. Of time. Wow. And it's healthy. Wait, it's wait, wait, health wait, you're, wait, wait, you're committing a crime. What are you doing? It's a crime to have these. You at number 24 as well. You're bugging out. What the hell? <laughs> he is about to munch his way through that entire thing. All right. Feel any this shame. is the real demon sport. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's gonna dive into the sock today. Thanks, motorcycle. Oh my gosh, you better stir it up in there. Stir it up, stirring it up. Yes, sir. Is anyone else feeling a bit nervous at this point in time? No. This is pressure. What do I read this? Oh, whoops. What did I say? Throw it! You read it, yeah. Oh. Good catch. Do I read this? What parts of the Bible still apply and who chooses? If God is the same God he was in the beginning, why do Christians feel the need to decide what applies plus what doesn't apply in their own current or in their own time? I think this was my question as well. And the reason I asked it was because no one gets triggered, I'm begging you. Um, so it was the idea of tattoos and how so many Christians have loads of different views on Old Testament, New Testament. Uh, so like, on what parts of the Bible apply or not? The whole like, I don't even know the scripture, if anyone knows, um, where it says, don't mark your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Leviticus is wild for one. <laughs> um, Leviticus is a mission. It really is. Like. Um, but like stuff like, don't mark your body. Does that count for tattoos? But also stuff like, I'm sure somewhere in there it says don't eat unclean meat. I eat pork. You've got a tattoo. I've got two tattoos, yeah. So why is it that so many Christians are like, no, you shouldn't get tattoos. But I was about to name a church, but my other churches be like, ah, oh, with the new generation of Christians, like God's gonna love us either way. And like, yeah, of course he is, but like, what applies, what doesn't apply? Do we have the right to be like, oh, but that's the Old Testament. Because mm. if God is an unchanging God, he ain't changing his mind. We already spoke about this one. So what do we, what do we think? I definitely, um, on the subject of the, on, with the meat thing, I do think there is an element to which the new covenant yeah, in a sense, there are things that are said in the in the Old Testament mm -hmm. that under the New Covenant would no longer be applied in the same way. Yeah. Can someone please do some research on that though and double check like that one? Because yeah. that's important. Yeah. What's a covenant, Ryan? In other words, the covenant in this case would be the agreement or the uh, arrangement between God and man. All right. The so the promise. way the state this 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 current state of play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, the promise is a good word for it. It's that simple, simple, that one. 
Okay. What do you say? Well, yeah, it does. It does clearly state in the Bitterkus that you know you shouldn't mark your body um, with tattoos. You shouldn't have scarification, but that also includes piercings as well. Like yeah. you shouldn't, True. you shouldn't get piercings. You know. Um, but I feel like as these things have become more mainstream, they've become more socially acceptable. But that doesn't justify that 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 law or that that word that was put in put in place in Leviticus doesn't still apply mm. yeah it's, it's a tricky one really it is yeah. a very tricky question I definitely think there are areas like and as you said socially acceptable is definitely the right phrase for that yeah. because it's there are things that even I guarantee there are things that we would deem acceptable as Christians mm -hmm. that actually aren't well, I've been doing it for the past three episodes, so. Well, but but even like really subtle things as well. Yeah. Like really subtle things, things that we wouldn't even talk about, mm -hmm. because over time they've become, like you say, socially acceptable. Yeah. yeah. We wouldn't even pick up on it, and then piercings, tattoos. That's I guess it's still something that people talk about, but again, mm -hmm. it's something that whoever you talk to will have a different perspective on it. My my follow up on that would be, there are obviously things that the Bible talks about, and it's like right, okay, do not do this. Yeah. For me. Sorry, he's just is making he, so much noise. Like, he's gnawing through that admin calendar. You wanna, you wanna. There are things the Bible talks about, and it's like, yeah, do not do that. For me, tattoos, piercings, I'd put that in that category. Mm -hmm. But then there are also things where I'm trying to think of an example, but so I would say, and, and some people would put tattoos and piercings in this category, things that the Bible doesn't explicitly talk about. Some people would put that tattoos and piercings in that category that not marking your body doesn't have anything to do with tattoos. That's what some people would yeah. say. If that's the way they interpret it, my and, and, and actually they're not sure either way though, my response would be, why risk it? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. why, why take a step down that road if you're not sure whether or not it's right? That, that For me, that's the way I would try and live my life. Because if, if I can't conclude something from the Bible either way, but I know there is possibly evidence to suggest that it's wrong, then I would just say don't do it. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's something I've thought about a lot because I love tattoos. They're lit. Mm. Uh, I think it's quite funny that when you're 90 on your deathbed and you're chilling <laughs> in your coffin and you have a you have a tattoo on your wrist, on your wrinkly wrist, that's just so that good. That idea is so good to me. But like, <laughs> um, it's weird because does it specifically say tattoos? Yeah, yeah. It says tattoos, scarification, mm. markings of any kind. Yeah, it also says braiding hair. You shouldn't do. Oh yeah. Both Timothy and Peter. Well, says yeah. Braid hair. <laughs> I can't say that's something that I've got a real problem with. But. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Can I throw something in here? Go for it. Um, I'm gonna come to the mic so like it can be heard because it's gonna annoy me if not. You guys heard so, at the end of the last episode. I said if you keep talking dip, on the camera, just dip your head in that yeah. gap. Right, so I'm coming here. Okay, so what parts of the Bible um, are speaking specifically to a person and a time, and what parts of the Bible are supposed to be taken for now? So the passages I'm thinking specifically like the Nazarite vow with uh, Samson. Mm. Um, Norman um, basically <laughs> Sa um, Samson you know the story of Samson it's all yeah. big old dude uh, loves women 
uh, goes and marries a Philistine. Uh, they burn down the house. He gets mad. He kills a bunch of people. Um, basically, the dude that goes blind and falls down a temple. Anyway, it's in Judges. So, the, point, the point well. is, in the beginning of his story, his mum is told before he's born, you're going to have this son. He's going to be this, that, and the third. Um, and he's going to be a Nazarite, which is this special class classification of like you're going to be super special and set apart so mm -hmm. he has to behave this way he can't drink this he can't cut his hair all these kind of things now say that to say there are specific things that are called to for specific people mm -hmm. do tattoos fall into that category where this specific tribe or this group the people of israel mm -hmm. need this for this time and then as the story progresses in the bible the same way with uh not eating particular kinds of foods or whatever and that's revealed to peter in his vision um that actually it now opens up is that the mm. same with tattoos does that make sense mm. yeah. yeah 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 cool wait can i just say something yeah i really need to go to the toilet can yeah, i go can you yeah can i go uh no end of second um <laughs> i don't know because yeah. i feel like Tattoos and all that stuff, like that's gonna be. I feel like it would only be relevant for a certain pe people, but those certain people are people who do that. Do you know what I mean? Like the the fashion of tattoos hasn't died. Therefore, I feel like it still applies because it is still something that's going on. Mm. If it was like, let's say, the boomers, yeah, the boomers. It's only their generation that ever did tattoos. Now our generation, we're like, we don't, we don't do tattoos. Mm. So that part of the Bible is not going to apply to us because that's not a thing that we do in our generation. Mm. For example, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess what I would add, I think we have got, and I think we've, I'm not saying this to say that I always get this right. And I've actually, for myself, I thought, do you know what? I'd like, I would like this tattoo, that tattoo, whatever. Yeah. I'd like the idea of it. I'm not saying this to say that I always get this right because I'm far from it. And there'd be yeah. other areas in which I find incredible weakness in our life. But I do think we have a lot of Christians today, especially especially young Christians, who are always trying to push the limit, who are always trying to say, you know what, I wanna I want the sphere the, the sphere of what's right and wrong to be as big as it can possibly be. I want I want the sphere of what's right and wrong to be according to what I would like to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I wouldn't go as far as saying tattoos, piercings fall inside or out of that, inside or outside of that category. I wouldn't go as far as making a statement on those lines. But I just that would be, that would be the point that I would make. Yeah. Firstly, with what you said, you've got to read. You've obviously got to read the Bible in context as, as a response to what T said as well. But I think that be that be the point I make on that topic. That we just constantly try and push that. So I'll only have two or three drinks. Okay, where's your limit then? Do you know what I mean? It's we have a, a group of people that are just constantly trying to push it and push it and push it. That's mad. And that's the equivalent of literally playing games with God, is it not? Because we are, we're saying, you know what, I want it to be according to what I want to do. In reality, and again, I'm not saying I would get it right. Change with God's word in tune to your own views and beliefs. Exactly. Kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I would justify my tattoo, or I used to, this one in particular. Um, it's ARC, it's an acronym of ARC, Act mm. of Random Kindness. And um, the whole idea behind it is that um, obviously back in Exodus where Noah built the ark um, and
and the whole world was flooded. The whole world, if you read the whole surface of the earth, was covered with water. Um, and that seemed like a massive disaster at the time. Like, that was absolutely, you know, the devastation would have been absolutely insane. Um, but in another sense, it's also an act of random kindness from God, you know. It's it's a leeway to a promise, a promise, or the yeah. rainbow, you know. Um, a promise that, well, well, the way I would kind of interpret it, like, um yeah even though it seems like this massive tragedy a massive big thing everything's going wrong the world has gone mad like it may seem like that but when you get further down the line when you look at it from the other side mm-hmm. then actually it might have been something completely different mad <laughs> cool. i think we can leave that there What's the headline, bro? Oh, marriage. <laughs> Why do Christians focus so much on being in relationships and getting married? And is there a benefit to being single? Mm. There's most definitely a benefit to being single. I learned the hard way. I got dumped. <laughs> no, but no, honestly, um, there's most definitely a benefit to, to being single. You learn so much about yourself and what you what I've personally learned, being single, sounds so mad because I'm only 20. But um, but being single, what I've learned is that I depend on people very heavily, which is not the greatest thing. And m- a lot of the time we'll depend on people more than I depend on God. So for me, being single, I can learn how to depend on God. That's good. Yeah. And also learn how to love God, then love myself before loving anyone else. That's good. But yeah, go on. They even say like, like numerous Christians that I've known in the past have said, you know what, the first and most important relationship is my relationship with God. Yeah. And then my wife or husband, partner, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, spreading Mm -hmm. that out, you know. And I feel like that is really important. Like, honestly, I've never been in a relationship with someone who's a Christian and now that I have done that, I'm like, I would rather be single for the rest of my life than not be with someone who shares my faith. Yeah. Because that, like, I'd say nine times out of ten, completely gets in the way of of my relationship with God. Like, yeah. it, it just it stops it. It's, it's an obstruction, and mm-hmm. that's not what I want to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the point that both of you guys made about loving God and understanding who you are first is just that like, you you can't like I wish I wish I had done that. Mhm. If I'm if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I wish I had done that. Not to say that I obviously I don't regret the current situation that I am in. Mm-hmm. But I I I was in like serious relationships mm-hmm. from my early teenage years. Yeah. Say serious so, as in like long term. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not serious as in like it's gonna end up in marriage with mm-hmm. serious in, in terms of long term. And I think that is one of my biggest regrets so far in life. I recognize obviously that God has used my experiences even to the point where I can sit here and talk to you about it now. Yeah. But that is one of my biggest regrets so far in life that I didn't go through that process first. Last question, sorry, just because I like the conversation. Yeah. As parents, 
what age would you let your kids get in relationships and why? <laughs> I um, do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's each to their own. Yeah. Honestly, it's each to their own. Like, mm. only so from, you. From your own experience. <laughs> Personally, I. When was the first time I got into a relationship? <laughs> I was young. Awkward question. <laughs> so, like. Yeah. But personally, I wouldn't want any of my kids to get into a relationship until they're at least like 13. But that's that's even oh, still yeah, really young. Still really, yeah. But at the same yeah. time, you're a kid. Mm. But by the grace of God, my children will be brought up in a house of God. So <laughs> they won't be going into the relationship for like some, some dumbness. But like, I don't think it's bad for kids to get into relationships. <laughs> I love that phrase. Some you can learn a lot about yourself I, from being in a relationship. It took like. me about 10 years to figure out everything I was doing wrong, yeah. but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today without it. That's yeah. true, yeah, that's true. You know? Like, yeah, I really thought I was in love at the age of 13. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, you can be in love at the age of 13. The love that you know, the love that you know. It's a different, it's different. It's like, the love it's that not. you know. Yeah, that's that love for that time exactly. in your life. Exactly. Yeah. My perspective on this has changed a lot over the last, I would say, over the last like four or five years, because it is possible for you to get like if you're a young, if you say take, say you're a young Christian and you meet another young Christian, you start dating, you're 12, 13. It is possible for that relationship to end up in marriage. Yeah. None of us yeah, would sit yeah. here and say it's not possible. Yeah. Yeah. The trouble is, it's incredibly rare. Yeah. That that would be the way I would look at it. Everyone would be the point. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and so what's you, going you become, on here? You become <laughs> honestly, you become a completely different person. Like, say between 14 and 18, 15 and 18, 16 and 18. Yeah. You do become a different person. And what happens is, as you guys come together at 15 and you start dating and that. It's rare that by the end of that process you are still compatible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be the way I would say the way I would see it, and that's that's even from my own experience. Like people, you're, you don't settle into your adult brain until you're like late twenties, mm. early thirties. Yeah. So someone that you might have met and fallen in love with when you're like thirteen is going to be like a completely different person when they get to like 29, 30. like. Mm. So you're going even older with that. Because like well, I, yeah. I had it in my head as like late teens, no. early adulthood. You're saying even older. Even older, yeah. That's fair enough. Like you, the, the amount that your brain chemistry and all of that stuff changes, mm. your perceptions, your your point of view. Like, I don't mm. still think the same way as when I was 14. If <laughs> I did, then bro, there's no hope for me. But on, on yeah. marriage though, like I have never gotten into a relationship and not into even before the relationship has mm. happened, not instantly thought I'm gonna marry this person. Yeah. That is the first thing I think about. Which Whether I listen to it's the voice that though. tells me, no, you can't marry this person because one, they're not a Christian, mm. which I have n- ignored many a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I have almost 100% convinced myself this is the person I'm gonna marry even before I am in that relationship. Mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, like, the, I guess the foundation of that is right in the sense yeah. that you want it to go in the right direction. Yeah, because for some people it's like that's the, that's like an afterthought. Do you know what I mean? At, this, at that starting point. Um, but I guess it, it is easy to fall into that trap because if that's if that's what you want mm-hmm. and you see an opportunity for that, then the minute you, the minute it seems to come up, it's okay. 
this, yeah. this, this is it. Yeah. I think I will, I think about that a lot. One, because it's it's talked about in, in the Bible, of course. But also because I don't have, um, so my parents aren't married. So that's always something that I've wanted. Mm. Like I want to represent that, which is another reason why I'm so hooked on like, oh my gosh, I still want to get married. Like I wanted to get married at the age of 23, bro. I'm about to turn 21, that is not happening. Mm. I'm not getting married until at least 35, but. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too, man. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. But like, do you think it, Could it be a bad thing to just assume that you're gonna marry this person? Let me, let me throw this out there. Let me throw this out there. I I, I hadn't heard this until this uh, this summer actually. But being married is not our default state. Yeah. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> being married is not our default state. And so the way I, would, I the way I would understand it is that marriage is a God-given way to in a sense. Oh, had the phrase in my head it's completely gone yeah. it's a god-given way to in a sense I don't, oh i've completely lost it now marriage is provided by god because he not he, god knows how weak we are in that area so marriage is a god-given way for us for we, two weak people to, to come, come together, together and be strong in, the and be strong in that sense yeah. Yeah. yeah and particularly in the area of not doing this before marriage, not doing that before mm. marriage. Again, that's a weakness of us as human beings. So marriage is a way we can come together and yeah, be and weak in that it. sense. Yeah. Exactly, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mad. So it's not our default, every Christian has to get married. Yeah. yeah. It's a way that we can, oh, I've lost the phrase completely, but yeah, you, you, I think you get, yeah, I think yeah. you get what I'm saying in that yeah. sense. I hear that. That's quite mad still. Mm. Yeah, man. Whose word is it? Oh wait. Word. That was in English. Right. So, I've been reading this book called "Am I Really a Christian?" And when, yeah, I know. When can I borrow <laughs> it's that? actually quite funny. Yes, you can. But after I finish it. Um, and <laughs> this amazing woman, Kate, she gave me this book, and she was like, "Don't hate me for like giving you this book." <laughs> <laughs> But, are you really a Christian? And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? And you know what? This book is actually... It's, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Like, it starts quite quite calm and then it kind of goes up and up. But it just keeps you thinking and it's amazing. And um, in chapter five, um, is this is where I've kind of got my inspiration for the word of the week. So it talks about... Um, the parable that Jesus told about the uh, sower who went out to sow. And um, something recent that's happened in my life, I got a new hearing aid a few weeks ago, and on Monday, I went to go pick up my glasses and they weren't ready. And yeah, this kind of reminded me of the parable, of the parable, so um, without my hearing aid, I can't, I can't hear very well. Like, it's, I can't, I can't really hear it. And, kind of comparison I drew from that is um, not having my hearing aid was like the seeds that are thrown on the path like I may hear the word of the Lord or I might not have heard it or you know either way I've denied it and I couldn't understand it so when I got my hearing aid it was like I'm hearing the word of the Lord and I believe it like that's something new like I'm hearing this for the first time and 
and it's it's like I know I know what this is like this is amazing I'm ready I want to be a Christian but the when I went to pick up my glasses on Monday they weren't they weren't ready and this kind of the comparison I drew with that is that kind of like the seeds that are grown on rocky ground mm. I hear the word of the Lord I believe but I can't see the full truth in it like so I shoot up fast I'm a Christian I profess it but then I wither away because I don't see the full truth I don't mm-hmm. see the full impact that believing in God needs to have in my life so um, yeah going on um, I was on, on Tuesday I, I had college so um, I was like yeah I'm gonna need my glasses because I'm gonna be doing computer work I'm gonna be I've got my hearing aid now I can hear like I need my glasses and I'm gonna see but I couldn't get them and uh, yeah, this kind of reminded me of, of uh, the seeds that were thrown amongst the thorns. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so caught up and wrapped around that idea. Yeah, on Monday, Monday's the day. I'm going to pick up my glasses. I'm going to see. You know, I'm going to be comfortable. But then the world let me down. I was choked, you know. Um, and they weren't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to fully see and hear the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So on Wednesday... I finally pick up my glasses. Uh, they were there, and this was like the good soil, the seed sown on the good soil. I can hear with my hearing aid. I can see with my glasses. Um, and overall, everything's better. Like I can hear. I've heard the word of the Lord. I've seen the word of the Lord. I can, I've seen the truth in the word of the Lord, and that's the direction I want to go. So the um, the verse that I've taken is from Mark 8 to 9. Still other seeds fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. That is a word. That's a word and a half. That's a word of the week. Mad. That's so mad. That verse, yeah, mm-hmm. it reminds me of uh, church two weeks ago about how we're called for others mm-hmm. and what everything that we do is in order that we can get other people to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that, that that says multiplies 30 to 60 is like we have to, it doesn't matter. Maybe you are called to Christ to call one person to Christ. Maybe you're called to call 30, but like get on that soil, man. Get on that good soil. Get on that good soil. Good, good. <laughs> Turn off the camera then. Woo! Did you guys flop this whole episode? <laughs> Me? That was great. <laughs>